Hi, I'm Sarah Noble, your host for the Modern Day Intuitive Podcast. For over 25 years, I've been on a spiritual journey, searching, learning, expanding, and growing. I've traveled the world, led by my heart, on a quest to know myself so that I can support others. This podcast was created from my deep desire to help you connect with your intuition and to inspire you to create a life where the impossible becomes possible and you live into your sacred dreams and desires. Thanks for being here and enjoy the show. Hello, my loves. Just so excited to be with you here today for another incredible reading about spiritual awakening and being an empath and how being an empath is such a gift and yet there is a real learning curve and process of how to really understand the nuances of this gift and how to create boundaries for yourself and protect yourself as you explore this really beautiful ability to understand and connect with others. So thank you for being here on this wild and magical journey of life. And Today, Amy is here, and she recently went through a spiritual awakening and discovered that she is an empath. And so she's looking for guidance on how to work with this gift and develop it so she can share it with the world. And I imagine a lot of you resonate with that. We have in the last maybe decade, I don't know if it's even that long, really connected in with this idea of what it means to be an empath and have begun to have a narrative around it and a way to really understand that this is not just something we have to put up with or try to manage, but really this is an incredible gift. It's an incredible part of you that when you cultivate it, when you connect in with it, and when you really have a practice of understanding it and working with tools, that it can be an incredible part of your life and can bring so much richness and goodness to you. So I love that you're here exploring this. And this conversation, this reading today, we look at when we awaken our consciousness, how your old programs and patterns will surface to be healed. We talk about the differences between being an empath and being a clairsentient, which is one of the four main clairs and spiritual gifts that we possess. We look at how to clean your own filters so you can be a clear channel for others and how we each have our own unique language with our spirit guides that we develop over time. And we look at ways that that might play out in your life. We discuss some techniques and practices for reading other people's energy and how to kind of get in and get out (laughs) so that you are not taking on another person's emotions and energetic process. And then we talk about the collective stories around receiving payment for your spiritual services and how to structure your pricing, which I know for so many of us that are doing this as our work in the world, that this can be a kind of spicy topic. And there is a lot of energy moving inside of that. So I hope that this information that comes through really helps you navigate that space and remember that your worth is not in any way connected to your pricing. So some information and some tools come through about a way to look at that in a more clear and concise, supportive way. So my loves, I love you so much and I'm so grateful for you and love being here in your ears today. I love you. 
Hi, Amy. Welcome to the podcast. How can I help you today? Hi, Sarah. Thanks for having me. I'm here today to talk about being an empath and what that means for me for my whole life up to age 38 this past year. I have known myself to be easily overwhelmed by other people's feelings and emotions by situations happening globally. And so I equated being an empath with that experience of taking in other people's emotions. The problem being, I didn't know if it was even possible to do anything about that until this spring. I experienced a spiritual awakening when I learned that being an empath is a spiritual gift And that there are grounding practices and other ways that I can take care of myself energetically. So that's been really empowering. And part of my question is, on this path to developing my spiritual gifts and skills as an empath, how can I continue to develop those? What are some next steps for me? Yeah, thank you. As you're speaking, I'm just seeing images come in and there's a really strong and powerful elephant is the animal that's here with us. And the images of this elephant charging through the forest, there's these big trees, he's got his head down and he is plowing the trees as he's going and everything is on fire. So. Before I interpret that, I'd just love to check in with you and see what that might mean to you. Wow. My maternal grandfather collected elephant statues and elephant decorations. So that's a really powerful image to me. He died when I was very little, but I have memories of him and his smell the way his house smelled. And so that's coming through. That's a very familial image for me. How intuitive was he? I don't know. I remember him, but I don't imagine he would ever use that word to describe himself. I don't know if he would even really know what that meant. So I'm not sure. Yeah, I I ask because I get the sense that these gifts that you have, we're all born with them. And yet they also come through our lineage, right? They're passed down in the way that they are given to us. A lot of times in the world we live in today, it's an unconscious process. And most of us are separated from our gifts because our ancestors did not know how to pass them down to us any longer, not through blaming them or their fault, but just because it has been sort of educated out of us. And I get the sense that he was very intuitive and like you say, probably would not have used that word, but had a very strong sense of connection to himself and his ability to create his life, his connection to God of whatever his understanding of that was at the time. And I see him gifting that to you. There's a part of him that is present in this awakening that you're having. And he is here like encouraging you 
and watching over you in a way, like being a guardian angel or part of your spirit family of, hey, I didn't get to do this in my lifetime because the times I lived in didn't really allow for this. So, hi, my sweet girl, it's your turn. So that feels just really lovely and warm and caring of you in this journey that you're on. You're not alone, even though it might feel like that sometimes. Because when we start opening to these sensitivities, we don't understand it and it can feel overwhelming and exciting. (laughs) And yet there is that thread of, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. As I connect in with that image, there is also what feels significant, right? As everything is burning. And that the elephant is really head down, pushing, muscling through it. And what I see in that is the way that you are holding what is happening. So in one part, basically, right, your old life is burning down in service to this new life that you are creating and moving forward. Yet there's this real sense of pushing through rather than flowing or allowing or really being curious and open. It's a little bit more of a determination energy that you're going to get through this, you're going to do it because you're really good at that. Yet in this world, that doesn't work as well. So with all that being said, I'd love to hear your reflection on that or what you make with all of that. Mm. That really resonates with me. I can call myself a recovering perfectionist. I have a lot of anxiety in general, especially about my ability to support myself financially in my life. And with that anxiety comes this attitude of head down, like you said, push through, get one step and the other step as quickly as possible to kind of figure things out instead of allowing. And so that really resonates with the way that I show up in life and in my business that I'm building. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? This is the way that we're taught to provide for ourselves, to push to have determination to get it right and to do it perfectly. And these are old stories that so many of us live inside of. And oftentimes those are put in place in our earlier years where we need these stories to survive and to make it through our upbringing and our young adult life. And I love these moments that you're in right now where you have the opportunity to redefine and to rewrite those stories and to learn how to do it differently. Because what I have experienced in my own life on this journey, that surrender is huge. Learning to let go of control, learning to show up 100% in devotion to the path I'm walking, 
without trying to dictate and direct the outcome. We can have our dreams, we can have our goals, we can have our desires. And I love to say we let spirit work out the details. So really, this place, right, that you're in of bumping up against patterns and ways of being that just are ready to change, right? They've served you for a long, long time. They've helped get you where you are. They've protected you. They've nourished you. They've loved you. And now you're realizing that they're limiting you and that you're ready for a new way. Yeah, I think it's helpful for me to frame it that way and remember that the reason these things are coming up in my consciousness is because they are ready to be cleared and healed. Yeah. Anytime we take a step in a new direction, the door to the unconscious gets thrown open (laughs) and a lot of things start coming out and we can be like, what, what is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But really that's all it is, right? Unconscious patterns, programs, conditioning, beliefs, that's like, hallelujah, she's ready. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what direction would you like to take this from this point? For me, being an empath, what I've learned is that that's a form of being a psychic called being a clairsentient. And there's kind of two pieces to that that are emerging for me. One is on a personal level, how does that help me navigate this lifetime? And also, how does that help me be of service to others? Because I know in every cell of my body that this gift is meant to be shared. And so I want to surrender to that higher calling in my life and trust in the direction that I'll be led in to be of highest service to other people with this gift. I'm just feeling into what they're showing me. So a couple of things. First thing, distinguishing empath and clairsentience. So being empathic, as you know, is that ability to feel what others are feeling. And that's the same with clairsentience. We receive intuitive information through our feeling and proprioception sensitivities. Where it can get a little sticky (laughs) is when we don't have really clear boundaries of what is mine, what is yours, what is intuitive information, what is an old trigger, what is your stuff projecting onto me. It can get dicey in there if you don't understand what's what. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Definitely. Yeah, so I find one of the biggest gifts to yourself is to really double down on your own personal growth and get to know yourself intimately and your own inner landscape. Because in order to be a clear channel and to bring your gifts into the world, 
the clearer and cleaner you are in your own journey and your own stories, programs, the less filter your intuition has to move through. So really doing your own work to see when you are taking on something that's not yours. Like you're able to read information more clearly when it's not ricocheting off something that is resonant within you. And I think too, when you start out, you're going to attract people to you that have similar wounding. It's just how we're designed. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing because we're here to help each other see the wounding. We're all mirrors for each other, reflections of each other. So we come together in these places to help each other grow. When you have the discernment to recognize your wound versus their wound, there's a lot more magic available in that space and a lot clearer of an ability to read what is someone else's. So that's going to be powerful for you to really get to know who you are and allow everything, right? We tend to make parts of ourselves wrong and want them to go away. And yet there's so much magic inside of all your parts. Yeah. I just had an image come through while you were saying that of different colors like what came through was if I'm red in color and let's say someone I was helping was blue. If we get that mixed up, that makes purple, right? And I'm not necessarily reflecting back to them if it gets messy in the middle is what comes for me. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I love how we each have our own unique language with spirit and our guides. The way that you receive information is very unique to you in ways that you're going to interpret it and understand it. So we might receive the same information, but my guides are going to present it to me in a way that I will interpret from it and yours will give information to you in your own special language that you develop with them. And a lot of metaphor. I find that intuitive information comes through metaphorically. So the more ability you have to discern, the more you can speak the language of metaphor, that you can look for that deeper meaning within something because you have gone deep within yourself. Yes. I just had another image of like a door inside my body, like kind of by my solar plexus, and it's either open or it's closed. And if I leave it closed, then I don't have access to all of that information from spirit. So I feel like I'm playing around with what it means to have energetic boundaries versus energetic access to spiritual information and insight, how to be open, but clean at the same time. Yeah. With that image, 
the way they showed it to me when you were talking was a transparent door. So a door that's closed, right? You get to decide you're closed, you're protected, and yet the door's transparent. So you can allow information in and out, but it's of your choosing rather than being wide open, anybody's fair game <laughs> and you don't have control or being shut and no, but nothing's happening. You're closed off. And so playing in this place where it's really your decision. I think too, with the gift of clairsentience and empathic abilities, that there is like a sense of get in and get out <laughs> because you don't want to spend too much time feeling someone else's pain or emotion. You want to get in, read your information, and then get out of there and then interpret and then let the messages come through because there's a muddling that can happen, right? Where your energy, especially as you're learning, this is more because of the stage you're in. This is not how it always is or will be. But as you're learning, not spending too much time in someone else's field because you are so sensitive to that and you don't have the discernment yet to be able to really navigate someone else's emotions for an extended period of time without it affecting you. It can really drain you. It can become confusing for you because then you're like, uh, I'm kind of feeling sad or I'm really mad and nothing's happened. And then you start to realize like, oh, that reading that I did or that way that I worked with that client, I'm still holding their stuff. So a lot of practice, but really that sense of get what you need, and then come back into yourself to interpret and to share. Yeah. So these are tools that are coming through for you, essentially. How are you navigating this new space? How are you energetically taking care of yourself? Really having an energetic hygiene practice that you are devoted to in this time can be really helpful. What else would you you like in this space? I apologize if I have not answered all your questions yet. Oh, that's okay. I mean, everything we're saying really resonates with me. And I feel like this might be jumping ahead a little bit, which comes back right to that elephant charging ahead Maybe I'm trying to read the future right now when it doesn't need to be. But part of what I wonder when it comes to being of service to people with a gift like this, I feel like in my charging ahead, like the elephant, I'm not open to receiving clients or money for these gifts, I feel like I have a limiting belief that says spiritual work is worth next to nothing compared to something like business coaching or mentoring and manifesting or something like that. That's in my mind worth so much, but how do you put a monetary value on spirituality? That's something that I have just struggled with for so long. 
Yeah, and that's okay because that's a collective story, right? That was given to us so that we wouldn't explore ourselves spiritually. So you're bumping up against a very old patriarchal story. I feel so many of the stories have a slither of truth inside them, and then the rest is just all designed to keep us small and control us from diving deeper into the truth. So go easy on yourself in that place. You are untangling (laughs) from thousands of years of programming. And the way I see it is we all deserve to live in abundance. We all deserve to be here in service to humanity and to our evolution and to the bettering of our species. And we also deserve to be compensated or to have Aini, right? Aini is an Andean word for giving and receiving. I use it a lot here on the podcast because our giving and receiving in our time that we live in is so out of balance. And Aini is about everything in right relationship and that giving and receiving are so equal that we don't know where one ends and the other begins. And so when we think of it in Aini, here you are, you're giving your life force energy, you're giving your time, your precious gifts, your love, your service. Why would the universe say that you don't get to receive for that? That's where the lie happens, right? (laughs) So if you went out and got a job in a bank or were a teacher or were any other, many, many of the professions, you would expect to be paid. Like that's just the way that our world is. So this is no different. You're just providing a different type of service that has been tampered with, let's say. (laughs) How does that land for you? Yeah, I feel like while you were saying that, I realized that in having anxiety about putting a price on my spiritual services places me outside of myself. Like I'm trying to stand on the outside and look within myself and put it all in a larger context of the economy, blah, blah, blah. Right. But when it comes to, like you said, we all deserve to live in abundance. And I know that this is my soul work. This is my calling. And coming to that understanding really put me back in my body, which is really beautiful. So that feels really complete. Yeah. One little thing to add to that, right? Like where it can get sticky is because it's you, right? You're putting yourself out there. You're not just getting a paycheck or doing a job for a set amount of money in the traditional sense. So we can get really tangled up in our worth. Think that we're charging what we're worth, where the two things are actually independent of each other. What you charge for your services has nothing to do with your worth or your value. Your worth and your value is inherent in you no matter what. Whereas what you are charging is based on what you need to live, what you need to thrive, what you need to be able to provide for yourself and your family and your life and your friends. So they're two totally separate things. And when you can, like you said, come back into your body and make that separation, 
you're not questioning what you should be charging or wondering like, oh, getting in the sticky place of is spiritual work, I shouldn't charge for it. Or it makes it really clear. This is how much I need to live. So these are what my prices are. Mm -hmm. That is so helpful. That is so straightforward and feels really good. Yeah, that helps a lot. Thank you, Sarah. You're so welcome. Thank you for bringing a beautiful question here for us today. And does this feel like an okay place to land? It does. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here today and making your personal and spiritual growth a priority in your life. To learn more about connecting with your dreams and your intuition so that you can create a life full of possibilities, visit me at www.sarahnoble.com and see how we can create magic together. A big thank you from my heart to yours for making the planet a better place for us all.